grand risings, to all beings rising, and welcome to the Ascension Medicine Podcast. I am your host, G. Francois, and I will be your personal guide through this ascension process. I will be sharing energy forecasts, energy updates, potent practices, guided meditations, channeled messages, and all the good stuff to help and assist with your personal ascension process. Welcome. Grand risings to all beings, rising in love. So many of us right now, and it's not always easy, but we are doing it. And I just want to send love right now in this moment to every single one of you listening to this. Thank you for showing up every single day to expand your consciousness and expand into love. So in today's episode, I want to talk about the voice and its importance right now, right now at this stage in our ascension, at this stage in our collective liberation. Because for so long, it has not been safe to use our voices. Many beings are programmed from a very young age to not use their voices. They are hushed, they are told to be quiet, to not speak so loudly, or to not speak about the things that they're speaking about. And I would go into all of this a lot more. It's quite funny because I was thinking about this today, and I was thinking about this, this culture that I really do believe is, is almost ending, and it's transforming into something completely different, because... It's becoming mainstream now. A lot of these concepts, a lot of these spiritual concepts, or even just vibrational concepts, concepts of how to work with our minds healthily and our vibrations and our energy centers and how to heal and bring harmony to the inner parts within ourselves and the foods that we're eating and many, 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 many things, right? All of this stuff is becoming so, so mainstream that it's no longer required for all of us to be doing all of the research. Now, of course, if people want to do that, if they have an interest, that's beautiful. But so, so much of what people have provided to us from their time of researching, people have broken it down. They have, they have deciphered the Bible. They have deciphered the ancient texts. They have consolidated so many scientific experiments to present information to us in formats that are really accessible. It's now got to the point where a lot of this information is just seeping in. It's just seeping into the collective consciousness. Children are growing up knowing it. We're no longer having to go through that process of trudging through all of the density to pull out the truth. The truth is just here now. It is illuminated and we are sharing it 
in ways that are spreading it further and further and further and increasing its potency. And so I was, um, I was just, I was sitting here today and I was musing on this. And this musing came from a very rare occasion where I had a scroll through TikTok. And this is not something that I really do, although I do have a TikTok. It's more for sharing. But I was just really curious after coming across a young creator and then just tapping into some of his videos. I am, I think he's called King King Cassius. I want to shout out to King Cassius. And then through, through listening to his videos and exploring who he follows, this whole world of TikTok (laughs) literally just opened up to me where so many of these creators are so young. They're so young. And a lot of them have some really good things to say, but not all of what they are saying is is researched or even, even learned or experienced. And what I started to really realize, the energy that is being called and is, been, is being modeled and anchored by a lot of the Gen Z, Gen Z, depending on where you are in the world and your pronunciation, is this authentic embodiment that may not have lived experience and may not have necessarily learned knowledge, but the capacity to be a clear vessel and to just keep speaking and to keep on speaking their truth. Because what I notice with many beings, especially as they get older, but this can affect all beings of all ages, let's face it, it's when people are sharing this deep program within them that people are bored, people aren't listening, they've forgotten what they're saying now, um, um, I, um, or they suddenly get self-conscious and, and it all just goes, it all goes to pot. And I was exploring this as somebody who has been working with using my voice as a channel and to work through my blockages to be able to speak and to share and to be as clear a vessel to bring whatever comes through, literally. Because what I what I realized is that just by the simple act of opening ourselves up to speak without shame, working through the blockages and to speak our truth and to share our vibration in the world, that is enough. Now, if we are also heart aligned and we have good intentions and we want to help, then the chances are in those moments when we are open and we are sharing, some good is going to come through. And that is why it is up to the listeners, the watchers, the followers, the readers, whatever the medium that someone is sharing on, it is up to whoever is receiving that to discern But it is really worth noting that there are beings who people may just dismiss and maybe I might have dismissed sometimes in the past. But now I'm really seeing, I'm really seeing the value of every expression 
There is value in every single expression. So yeah, to just be able to turn the camera on and speak about something, to transmit light codes or movement or music, all of this is, is beautiful and it's valid and it's medicine. Sometimes we can know so much on a topic, on a subject, but if when we're sharing it, we're, we're blocked, we have doubts, it may not resonate as strongly as it might do and with more people as it might if we were feeling more confident, feeling more free, feeling less pressure about what we're sharing and how we're sharing. And through my exploration of this, I have come to a personal realization that I will share because maybe it resonates and maybe it, it can be a realization for you as well. And that is that sometimes the very things that block us are the same things that we judge in others. I'll give an example, right? <laughs> okay, so I was I was telling a story and I was I was trying to explain it was kind of tied into this and it was the idea that there are some beings and it can be so easy to like make stereotypes of these beings. You know, like as human beings we we find patterns. We find patterns. That is what we do. And we can't help but see the patterns. And so when we see patterns of energies and how they are embodied in different beings who carry similar frequencies, it can be really hard to not feel as though we have everything sussed out and to make um, assumptions and stereotypes, right? So anyway... Um, <laughs> I was playing around with this idea that there are some beings who feel very entitled to just speak and speak into a space or whether it's on a one-on-one -on -one and speak beyond the point when it's so clear that the other person maybe wants to leave. Um, but maybe they don't know because of such a strong sense of of being almost, of entitlement, entitlement to speak. And I was laughing at a tactic that I have noticed that some of these beings use, which is when sometimes if, if they forget what they're saying or lose their, yeah, lose their train of thought or can't answer a question, Sometimes rather than just admitting it, being like, oh, no, I don't know what to say or like, oops, I forgot what I was saying. Some beings may just jump the subject and just start talking about a story that has nothing to do with it. And you might just be going along with it like, OK, all right, I'm waiting for the connection. I'm waiting for the connection and it never comes. But 10 minutes into it you've just given them 10 more minutes of your focus and your energy and your attention. Now, energy is currency. And when I kind of like had this realization, it almost like tried to trigger something in me that was like, oh, that's terrible. These entitled people who have nothing to even say that are dominating all of the space and taking everybody's energy. And that could be many politicians, right, around the world. 
But then I was like, okay, why am I even triggered by that? Like, really? Low-key jealous. Low-key jealous of their entitlement and clear vessel and freedom to just keep on speaking. And so I, in that moment when I realized that I was a bit, like, I don't even know, like, triggered or, like, I don't even know if it was triggered. Like, it's extreme to say that I was triggered, but it was, like, having a realization and then putting a judgment of, like, oh, my God. Like, that kind of a being. And then realizing that that was the exact quality within myself that clearly I'm missing. Because the opposite to that is to be like hyper, hyper sensitive to the other person that you're sharing with or the other group of people. And if somebody, you know, looks at their watch or yawns or takes a sip of water or gets up to go to the bathroom, that can really affect someone who is hyper tuned in and almost like asking for permission to speak asking like almost almost pleading for the audience to listen and it may not be something verbal that they're doing but it's energetic and it can be it can be felt and picked up on and especially when the potency of the message is diluted every time there is a distraction that is external that comes from possibly people not listening or people not being hyper tuned in or like stone cold faces like resting bitch face this kind of thing it's like none of this really has anything to do with us we have been told since childhood many many of us to be quiet <laughs> to, to be quiet to sit still and on top of that, because children, you know, generally don't have filters, they come out with all kinds of things. And many children are shamed for the things they come out with because a lot of the time they're just speaking the collective shadows, speaking the shadows of their parents, sharing things that is maybe uncomfortable for the adults around them. And so this kind of like, this kind of culture of, closing the voice down from childhood and then moving you know through school and being very selective about what we share to our peers because we don't want to be uncool by what we share and so we learn what we can share and I know that everybody has like a really different experience with this, but I'm, I'm kind of tapping into like this old earth program that has been going for a while and that has left many beings feeling frozen to use their voices, especially when we see people getting taken down on social media platforms for using their voices if they have an opinion that is against the norm or against the acceptable narratives, or even within their own communities who believe in what they're saying, but are maybe just not resonating with how they're saying it. And, and so there can be a lot, right? 
there can be so much. There's so much that we're doing collectively now to unlock our voices, to liberate ourselves. It's so alchemizing to use our voices. It's such a powerful energy center. It is literally the transmitter of our being that allows our frequency to be emitted in such a potent way. It expresses our truth. On a physical level, it can release tension from our bodies. On an energetic level, it can alchemize energies and it can do so optimally, as well as being voice for higher messages, higher consciousness messages from our higher selves and divine sounds that may want to come through us for the healing, liberation and the highest and greatest good of all beings that receive it light codes, transmissions, these kinds of things. And so even on a mental level, when we are speaking, when we are giving voice to our musings, the thoughts that are reoccurring, our beliefs, our processes, when we are giving voice to this, even if that is a very personal process and we are speaking to ourselves, that can actually help us to find what is our truth in the midst of all of the chaos and all of the noise. Because not all of it is ours, not all of it is our truth and is in resonance, and we are sifting through it. We're sifting through the programs and the implants and the voices of other beings who were never ours, but we maybe have internalized them and we believe that these are our views and opinions and beliefs. But it is not until we really speak that back and hear that, that we can decide in each moment if that is our truth. By also sharing with others and hearing how our truth sounds as it lands and seeing how our truth is met by others, and then witnessing what our truth then initiates within them in their sharing of their truth or even just their sharing of their behavior. All of this can help us to shape a more unified version of truth. Every time we share our truth with another being, it is refined. It is refined and redefined. It's funny because also I, at one point in my life, I was in a lot of I want to say like, um, what do you call these kinds of spaces? Like, I don't want to say like political spaces, but more like, um, like prote protester spaces, like this kind of, um, this kind of community, these kinds of communities. And there were so many conversations. Everything was a conversation people sharing their truths and then speaking in groups and and there was so much talking and I would not understand it I'd be like okay but are we gonna do something we're just talking about how we're gonna restructure the government and how we're gonna change all of these systems and we're exploring all of these new options for what could take their places but we're just talking. What's this doing? We're just in a room somewhere in one corner of the world and nobody else can hear us. But 
<laughs> Obviously, now I know that that's not the case, that every single conversation is adding, is changing and is evolving the collective consciousness. Every time we come together and make solutions and we actively try to come up with more optimal ways of living and being, it is changing the world. The fruit center, the voice, when in harmony with the heart, it can bring such highly encoded messages of love and unity. It can bring peace to any situation. When a heart-aligned being allows their voice to speak that alignment, to speak that love. And so that is a very different place from the logical mind, which is important too. It is important for us to logically comprehend what's going on and to make choices around that and for those choices to evolve appropriately. But we are not just logical beings. We are love. We are heart-centered beings. We are here to bring, bring the light. We are here to bring the love. We are here to unify. As human beings, we can bring harmony to other species. We can bring harmony to other species on this planet. And I just want to add something else here because I am someone who has explored Buddhism and a strong message that I did get through my exploration of Buddhism was that to not speak is better than to speak. Now I get what they're saying. I really get what they're saying because from the point of view of, of these teachings is that many beings are unconscious and when we are unconscious, we can be quite dangerous. And also teachings within Buddhism recognize our creator being selves and the power of words and the power of what they can bring. And so it's understandable, right, to just say, okay, rather than you all just speaking and creating all kinds of chaos and havoc in the world, just don't speak. And I gave this a go for a little while. I did. I'm also somebody who acknowledges the benefits of being in mindful silence. And that's not what I'm referring to, because there is a difference between taking time to go into conscious, silent retreat or reflection or meditation and oppressing ourselves into not speaking. But it didn't resonate for me. I feel as though it is far better for a being to be free and liberated through their throat center, even if what they are speaking is absolute nonsense, than for a being to feel guilt and shame for the words that they are speaking. And the, the most skillful thing in this kind of a situation, if we are looking at how we can better use our voices, I would suggest that literally just by bringing more awareness to our intentions, our thoughts, our motivations, our parts, our stuff, you know, all of the stuff that we're all doing, all of the stuff that we're literally all doing anyway, we are 
bringing more awareness to all of our stuff. And we are integrating and we are healing. And just through this process, it purifies us. Therefore, anything that comes from us, i.e. our words, is naturally going to be of a higher resonance and more closely aligned to truth. That's not to say that it is the truth. Again, it's up to the listener, the receiver of that to discern. But we can align our beings to a place where we are just naturally more skillful, naturally operating at less dense levels. Mix that together with an open, free expression that is free from shame, then we can be very useful with what we bring, even without being experts, even without being masters. The throat center is the key to all of this at this time. And I believe that all of us are masters, that we all have this inherent wisdom and this connection to all the knowledge that exists, that we often act as channels to share messages for others or for ourselves from our higher selves and from our guides, from our spirit teams. In moments, they can just speak through us and speak to us. And every single one of us is doing this every single day, tapping into this knowledge and, and being magnificent. And collectively, we are shifting we are shifting this and coming into a place where our voices are more integrated and therefore our medicine at this time. Thank you for tuning into this episode and for diving with me into this topic. One that I'm feeling exceptionally passionate about and wanting to empower others to use their voices more. Part of the work I do is with the voice in person and online. And so if you do feel called to work with me, if you do feel resonance to work with me in unlocking your voice, working with light language and light language activations, quantum energy healing sessions, Akashic record readings, energy clearings, parts work, inner child healings, past life stuff, all of it really, if you need help with it, then it's likely that I can. You can book a session at ascensionmedicine.org and you can follow me on all of the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. All of the links can be found in my bio. Grand Risings. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Ascension Medicine Podcast. I hope you have enjoyed it. I have been your host, G. Francois. As always, the links are in the bio. If you haven't already, please subscribe, please follow me, Instagram, G underscore Francois, Ascension Medicine. 
ascensionmedicine.org where you can book one-to-one quantum energy healing sessions. Join one of the many courses or classes that are taking place. Connect with guided meditations and exclusive content. Grand Risings and Blessings.